Welcome to the Taking a Breath Podcast with Parker Mays. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the Taking a Breath podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and I'm excited to have you. As you know, we're in the middle of a series right now where we're specifically talking to some content creators, marketing professionals, and coaches in the business space. And so I'm excited today to welcome Jamar Diggs to the podcast. Jamar is a YouTube channel coach uh, for service-based CEOs, and uh, it's exciting because he's going to be kind of diving into a little bit more. We're going to talk about why YouTube. We're going to talk about why that's a a, a great marketing channel for you content creators and entrepreneurs out there. We're going to be talking about um, what things he's done and his story. And so um, if you are a content creator, entrepreneur, someone looking to scale in the social media space, uh, you're in the right place and buckle in because the next 25 to 30 minutes are going to be exceptional for you. So Jamar, welcome to the podcast. Would love to have you introduce yourself for us today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Hey, y'all, my name is Jamari Diggs, and I am a YouTube strategist for coaches and consultants, and I help people rank on YouTube and, and start attracting problem-aware people by using that, that, that algorithm instead of having them fall for that content spiral that we all get into sometimes. A hundred percent. Okay. And I'm excited to get more into that. So you, you mentioned the content smile right off the bat. Um, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about your story, but I'm super curious to get into that. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in social media, in marketing. And then, I mean, we'll ultimately get to where you are now full-time coaching and, and doing the YouTube stuff, but, but how did you get started in the space? Oh my gosh. So back then, back in the day, I like to say, um, <laughs> when I was in college, I, I graduated from Odominion um, University in um, December 2013. And like, like a year before graduation, I was like, I need to find a job. So I need to start like start like finding internships everywhere. And so I did four internships in all different like as like um all different wow. places in marketing. And so but but all the time, like in these top two ones, I was always the social media person. And they always had me do it because I was like the youngest person. Right, and so right. they're and so they're like, Jamar, manage the social media account. Jamar, do the PR. Jamar, do, do all this other stuff. Jamar, why is Facebook not working? And, and I'm like, oh my God. So I was kind of just thrown into it. And um, I realized that I actually like it. It's kind of nice being the subject matter expert in something that no one really under, understood in that time frame. And so um, after graduation, I applied for a social media specialist position and got it and um, started out working in corporate marketing, right? So just literally managing social media accounts for over 250 real estate agents and um, and teaching them how to use social media. That's how I like got started. That's how I literally just kind of <laughs> fell into social media. Insane. And when you, so you mentioned there being kind of that subject matter expert in a space that no one really knew yet, or even still like a lot of that, you know, higher level or entrepreneur, like some still, you know, don't know it to that level. Um, what's the importance there, you know, especially for you as someone who's just graduating college of being kind of this outlier in the space. And today, when so many students or young people do know social media, is there anything that you recommend to be able to stand out from everyone else? Oh yeah. So think about so what so what I did was um, the same. Like the thing about social media is that it's always changing, and so mm. um, what you know about social media 
uh, last week is probably totally different like now, right? And so like there's, <laughs> there's always updates that there's always new ways to do stuff. And so one thing that I did that um, you guys can, can take away um, right now is stay up to date on what's going on. Like, so what mm -hmm. I did was I was always following the, um, the top industry type of like blogs, industry channels, whatever. And whenever they release like some kind of like um, article about uh, Instagram just did this, or now you can do this up on Instagram. I provided that value to my company, Amazing. right? And so I was able to say, oh, hey, um, Instagram is starting to roll this out. Maybe we should be playing around, around with this. Would you like me to like kind of learn more about this and right. see how we and like see how we can use it for the company or something like like that? So I was always just kind of getting more information and right. going like above and beyond to say, hey, this thing's happening. This is how we kind of stay ahead, and and then that helped me stand out. And and when you mention that, not only does language constantly change, algorithms change, the content that people are looking to see changes. So you're a hundred percent right. Um, and as the industry changes, is there one person or source or like out of? I'm sure you follow many, but is there one that you would recommend? Like, hey, this one is one that I'm always seeing, like staying up to date and on top of changes. Oh man, yeah. So the one that I like really like use as my bible back then was the social media examiner. Okay. All and right. um, they, and they just, they're just like this big media um, company now where they just always have all of like the biggest influencers in the space, like in, in the industry. And they are always um, like kind of like one of the first people to kind of show you what the update is, how to use it, why it is important. And it kind of gives you everything that you need to look nice. like the best employee <laughs> in I your company. That. Well, and that's fantastic. And so uh, very actionable takeaway there to check that out. If you're, you know, if you're someone who is looking for, hey, how do I uh, upgrade my content, get more engagement, all these things that we're always looking on that, on that constant hamster wheel of where can we, where can we go next? Now, which leads me into my next question around the content spiral, right? Yeah. I, I am curious to kind of um, hear your take on the differentiation between like YouTube, which is where I know you focus a lot of your time and energy versus other social media platforms. So what's different about YouTube? Why that niche? And then also what's your view on kind of other social media platforms that are kind of evolving and existing around that right now? Yeah, so um, the reason why I love YouTube is because it is the second largest search engine um, mm -hmm. and it's owned by the first largest search engine, which is Google. And so, um, and one thing that I really like to explain is that um, no other social media site is able to um, directly uh, send your, how should I say this? Um, no other social media site is able to directly show people um, content that relates to them right when they need it, right? But so, mm. so my thing is attracting problem aware people, right? So what's happening when people search YouTube is that they're looking for answers to their problems. Huh. And so when we're using YouTube as a search engine, we're able to create content around that problem and then immediately be found by people who need that information. And then what we do after mm. that is like our like marketing strategy and stuff like that. And when it comes to the other so on the, the other channels, right? Um none of them can do that. Like when you look at Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all these other things, um, there is no search engine 
functionality, right? There, they, there is an, an algorithm that gets you to stay up on the app longer, but uh, when we are content creators, when we are coaches, consultants, whatever, any type of like online business, our go our end goal is to get people to buy our things, right? <laughs> so yeah. so um, it's great that we have them up on the app for as long as possible, yes. But what, what are they doing afterwards? Are we making sure that we're converting these people that we are bringing into us? Mm, dang, I love that. And I have never heard it said that way, that the, the people that are on YouTube, the people that are actually searching intentionally using the search engine are problem aware people. I love that. And, and the fact that other channels, yeah, it's, uh, so when you say like, it's to keep them on the app longer, you just mean like the app in general, not necessarily our content or not necessarily solving a problem, but the algorithm is just designed to have them like use the most amount of screen time on their platform as they can. Right. Exactly. Yes. And so, and don't get me wrong, like YouTube functions the same way, but sure. with it, but with it, you, you still have a better chance of getting that, that person to consume your content, mm. to binge watch your content versus Instagram and TikTok. They, they just want you to keep swiping, go right. somewhere, right? Go somewhere, but stay in the app, right? right. That's kind of what they want from you. <laughs> Dang. Okay. So that's so good. And then when, when we talk about um, just for, especially this is kind of a, a targeted question toward like an entrepreneur. And I know a lot of the people that you work with are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. They, uh, when we're trying to stay kind of relevant cross platform, is there a way that you, do you recommend creating content and distributing across platforms or do you, or how does that work for people who are more like personal brand or trying to get more brand awareness out there? Oh yes, this is my specialty. So, so um, I always recommend um, using the search engine to your advantage, right? And so what I would, would, would do and recommend is having YouTube be the main content hub, right? Have that be where you invest most of the time and resources in it because this is the thing that that is going to last um last for years right the youtube mm. content is going to last for years i have a video that um is like how to make a social media content calendar out of like excel um i i made that in 2017 and to this day i'm still getting getting um email subscribers and leads from it right wow. and so when you think about it from that from that perspective Focus most of your content um, strategies up on YouTube and then repurpose the heck out of it everywhere else, right? Because now we're just using that same content to just um, satiate the other algorithms needs, right? And so really like video is first up on Instagram and stuff. So what do we do? We we, we make short clips out of the YouTube videos. Um, you can also do some carousel posts out of the, um, the, the points that you make, create a blog post out of your... Um, out of your, your video, um, create more Instagram stories out of the things that, that you um, have. You have all this like rich media to use now um, versus you kind of thinking backwards and just using Instagram when all you have is a picture and maybe like a caption, right? You don't, how can you stretch that to be a blog post, an email, a right. video, right? It's much harder that way. So when you kind of flip it, um, you kind of make the repurposing strategy a little bit more easier on yourself. Dang. Hey, I'm gonna... 
change my strategy. You know, I'm like, I'm like thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so right. And, and with podcasts, right. It's nice because you do have the long form content that you break down and everything, but I've always been more of like, uh, Hey, I'm going to take the shorts. I'm going to put them on Instagram, promote everything there. And just kind of like leave like the YouTube, like people will watch or whatever, but most people listen, but I I'm like seeing this. I'm like, wait, you're like, uh, you're like connecting all these dots that I haven't even connected. So I love that. I love that. Um, and I'm curious. So, um, for, for you, because you mentioned, you know, this is, this is your thing now. And, and, and it has been, did you always see yourself going down the coaching route at some point when you were in these like primary, like marketing roles for other companies, or um, what did you originally see as kind of the long-term path versus where you are now? Oh my gosh. So things have changed so much. So when I first started um, in 2014, well, well, yeah, in 2014, in like my corporate job, my goal was to be like the director of social media for, for, for corporate, right? That was just my thing. But then um, I started to just realize that um, there's a lot of uh, politics in corporate. There's mm. a lot of um, just BS that just happens, right? And so sometimes um, like you put all your effort into something and the company culture just is not what it what is, isn't where it should be right. rather. And you kind of end up working hard and that and like not getting noticed. And so I was like, okay, this has got to change. And so when I made my business that same year mm-hmm. on the side, it was like my outlet to kind of like still feel valued and also still make an impact in other people's businesses, even though that I didn't feel valued in my corporate company, right? And so um, I was a social media manager at first (laughs) when I was um, like doing it up on the side. And then I got burnt out for that because I was paying, because I was um, charging nothing. I was charging nothing and managing people's um, stuff and really just trying to make money. (laughs) Cause I was like, if you had a pulse um, and you have have some money and you have a social media presence, let me manage it for you. That was kind of what it was. And I got kind of burnt out from that. And then in 2017 was when I started, um, started coaching only. Um, So, and then from there, it kind of like, I kind of kind of um, found my way throughout, um, throughout like with Instagram coaching into business coaching as well. And then um, landing into YouTube um, strategy and coaching. Got it. And when you, so I, I, I think a lot, a lot of people might relate to that. I do of especially where that pre set pre 2017 was where you were like charging very little to not like, like, and, and just feeling like I'm burnt out, but it's because like, I'm not getting paid enough. I'm not getting paid my value. Uh-huh. How did you shift that frame? Right. From where you were like, I'm not, I'm just trying to make money. I'm trying to do the thing, working tons of hours for not that much money to where then you were able to actually like, okay, I have an offering that people are going to want to invest in. What did that mindset shift look like for you? It really was me having to be comfortable with selling. Mm. It was like me feeling comfortable with saying, no, my offer is like the shit. And I, and if you want it, cool. If you don't, there's someone else that does want it. Right. And so I had to be okay with feeling that way. Um, It it took some time Do not get me wrong. Cause I'm saying it very like, Matter of factly, like right now, let me tell you, I was spiraling my ass off. I was yeah. like having all these issues, but um, but it all came to like it was my lack of confidence in my offer 
mm-hmm. and my pricing, right? So I, I was charging my first client that I love so much that took a chance on me. I charged her $200 a month to manage her social media channels, right? And it was crazy. Um, and then I started, started doing the same thing for other people. And uh, when I wanted to charge more, I felt like, oh my God, I can't do it because um, this is what they, they were paying, but I was getting them results. I was doing all this stuff. And so right. it really just comes down to the confidence and then you understanding like what your value is to them, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is your social media management bringing people in the door? How much is their offer, right? Are they making like, like a good, like thousand dollars a month extra or whatever, like, you know, whatever that amount may be. Um, So just to think about what the return on investment that person will have um, by investing in your services. And so when you work with people, it's a, it's the strategy of, Hey, we're going to get more engagement on your content, which is going to directly translate to X number of right leads, clicks, Mm -hmm. generation that you're trying to do. What do you find that most people that you're working for are, what are those offers looking like? Like, are, do you work with a lot of people who are also coaches? Do you work with people who are like selling products? What are, what's your kind of niche or is there just a variety of things that you work with? Yeah. So right now it's um, coaches and consultants. So most of these people have, um, have either digital products of some sort, or they have a, like a mastermind, a group coaching program, or they do one-on-one coaching. And so um, what I try to help them do is to really up their visibility on YouTube so that the people that are searching can find their content and kind of get into their already like made marketing funnels, right? So kind of really treating YouTube as like the top of funnel kind of strategy and then bringing them in and then helping them. And if they don't have those systems set up, like giving them some type of guidance on that, but I'm not making it for them (laughs) because I want to stay over in YouTube, but really just just helping them understand that um, the people up on YouTube can be the right people. It's just depending on what kind of content you're putting out. Nice, nice. Okay, perfect. And that that kind of transitions into, I was curious. So when I was looking through your site and doing the research before the podcast, I saw that you've got like a few specific offers, right? That you're working with people on in terms of like, uh, as usual, coaches do like just different levels of intensity and time and what what they might be looking for. Mm -hmm. I was curious when you were how how long ago or how far in did you create those like tiered offerings and then also what led you to want to say make a group coaching versus one-on-one versus like uh I, I, I like more time intensive right I was just curious your thought process behind those different offerings yeah so it's really a mix between your capacity and how much can what really just capacity and what do you like doing (laughs) and um so um it first started out with me doing one-on-one coaching and so one-on-one one one coaching um started was like I started doing one-on-one one one coaching I think at like well one I think it was at like 150 or 350 an hour and then I was like okay um I need a little bit more consistency here. And so I did um, a three month commitment of like 675 or something. And then um, it went up gradually. And then now it's 1500, right? right? Um, And so what happened, so that 
right? That was like how it first started. And then I was like, okay, I'm talking about the same stuff, like to each person individually. And then um, we decided to do a group group coaching program called Postings for Profit, which is now closed and it's now like discontinued because I have fully transitioned over to YouTube. But, um, but um, after after group group coaching, um, I went to do like more like intensives. Well, well rather, um, I released like intensives, like 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 ninety minute sessions as like a gateway. So I kind of just started finding ways to fill the gaps, right? Mm-hmm. Finding ways to fill the gaps between like where like where people are ready to invest and what type of so- of, of like support they need. Nice. And then and then figuring out what do I like doing and is that what I'm willing to do. Hmm. I love that. And for you, as you're starting to do, I mean, you, you got the, the full day, the group coaching, you know, from doing the one-on-one, what's been kind of your favorite medium of working with people? Like, is there a specific thing that you find like, oh, I just get so energized when I get to do this part of my job? So it's so funny where like now I love doing like my VIP strategy. So because um, I went away from doing it being like a whole like done with you VIP day type of thing to where it's just like a, let me just do it for you because I actually like doing it. And so um, it literally is just like me coming up with all of the um the the keywords and the seo for youtube and um just giving it to them in like seven to 14 days Mm. and um i like love that that's great because i get to just kind of control it i'm a very like control oriented person so it's like um and there's a lot lot of like thought processes going on while i'm doing it so um that's like my favorite part um the, the second thing is like the the um the intensives right just like 90 minutes let's get down and dirty let me tell you what you need to do and then I will go about my day (laughs) I love it and when you're doing that type of like hey here's what's worked in in your experience you know extensive experience do you find that people are pretty open to changing do you ever get resistance of like uh, no, this is the way we've always done it. I don't want to change this. Like what's that reaction from like entrepreneurs, content creator type stuff? Oh gosh, there, there's a wide variety. Um, whenever I get those people, thank goodness, I don't get that many people that are like, oh no, I don't want to do that. We okay. just always, I, because I'm like, cause, because then I'm like, well, why are you here? Like, why are we talking? Yeah. You want yeah. your money back? Cause I don't understand what's happening. But, um, what Good point. typically happens is that they feel uncomfortable with Mm -hmm. it and so um sometimes I have to have some really um serious conversations about like uh their mindset and how sometimes their mindset holds them back because um the thing that that they want to do is going to be like really really big and like life-changing for them like some of my biggest um changes in my business and my life um, I was like scared to do and right. almost didn't do it. Right. And so our kind of like coming out of our comfort zone, that's, that's really what it is. Most of my um, spirals that my clients have really relate to like their mindset and, <laughs> and like them, like being like frozen to do something. Right. Oh, that's so interesting. And, and it is true that like those goals, those things that are going to push us out of our comfort zone are often the things that we're going to get the best results out of. We're going to grow from them. So yes. I love that. And and it, it makes sense. I love what you said there that 
when people say like, oh, I don't really want to do this or don't want to make this change. It's like, oh, well, do you just want your money back? Like, I, I love that because that's so true. I mean, that's what you're there for. That's what they brought you on to do. So um, makes a lot of sense. With, um, are you, do you have kind of a team that you've built up behind you? Or are you still like a solopreneur as of right now? What does that vision for the future look like? So I do have a small team and um, I have, it's always changing though, because, so I am in a process of like hiring my very first executive assistant. Nice. Um, and, um, but aside from that, I have a graphic designer, I have a video editor um, and, and I also have like a support team, right? So, 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 so I have an accountant and I have a, um, a, um, uh, oh my God, a coach. I don't know why I couldn't say okay. <laughs> like, what's happening. And I have like my own coach. Right. And so, awesome. um, and in the future, it will be growing to help me support um, more things as we expand into YouTube management for um, select um, people. Right. So it's kind of like we kind of go full circle to where it's like, well, I actually did like management. I just wasn't like charging enough. Right. And sure. so, um, and then I also wasn't being very picky about who I wanted to bring on. And so now that type of thing is like a very invitation only type of thing to where you have to go through a VIP strategy first. And so yeah. um, so as we do more of those and as we bring on more people for those type of services, then I'll bring on more people up onto to the team. So hopefully having like my own like YouTube um, coordinator, strategist, whatever. And then um, maybe even one day having my own like actual in-house video team. Nice. Okay. And then from, so you specifically, I wanted to ask about the coach. So is your coach, the one that you work with, is that someone who is just business strategy coaching or what kind of, um, is that person supporting you with? Yeah. So she is definitely like a strategic partner in my business. So, um, it's not only just business coaching, but it's also like operational efficiency, leadership development, like just making sure that, um, overall I am actually stepping into my CEO role nice. because, you know, when we are solopreneurs for so long, right. it's very easy to just keep doing all the things and like, not delegating, not growing the team, working hard and hard and hard. And then we kind of forget about our own personal lives and our own right. personal goals. The, like the business becomes everything. And so um, with her, I'm so excited to like grow my business with her because um, she kind of keeps it in check of like, yes, let's make this money. Let's, like, let's do all this stuff, yeah. but also like, let's make sure that we are taking care of ourselves as well. Mm. That's so good. Okay. Last question. I've been doing this for this series specifically on like hot takes and relevant uh, on relevant little like new innovations uh, for uh, the, the uh, copywriting one. We talked about AI copywriting as like a new relevant innovation for you specifically. I wanted to ask about YouTube shorts. So I've heard of this YouTube shorts situation. I don't know if you know much about it yet. Pretty new, but essentially like a TikTok slash Instagram reels. That is a YouTube product. Curious to get any advice, feedback from you or hear if you um, think that that's going somewhere. Okay. So here's how I am. I'm a very like, how do I say this in like, just really quick? I do not care. I do not care. <laughs> I don't know how to say this really quickly. Um, I do not. I am like, leave the shorts to TikTok and maybe even Instagram because I don't really mind it on Instagram. But um, I guess in my head right now, um, I see 
there's nothing wrong with sticking to the to like the traditional form of YouTube marketing, which is the longer form videos. Um, I think the short the 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 shorts are great. I think that I think that there was a time for it, like at the very beginning, because you know, like whenever new things happen for any platform, they push it out really quickly, and then like they give you all all the views and things like that. But what are those people doing? when they um, find your short and what are they doing after they watch your short, right? There's not really, in. I have not seen a really big investment when it comes to um, entrepreneurs whenever mm. we use it now for influencers and, and people who want to get like monetized and all this other stuff with YouTube and like access and, and stuff, which actually, I don't even think that it counts towards like you being monetized. Um, that's a whole nother thing, but that's kind of where I am right now. <laughs> hey, all right. That's good to know. And I'm excited to look back. I love with little things like that. I love looking back in like six months, a year and seeing what happens. So I'm, I'm excited to do that with this as well. Um, Jamar, if people like this conversation, like you, like your energy, where can they find more of you? Where's the best, best place to connect? Well, definitely find me on YouTube um, at jamardiggs.com slash YouTube. And then also on Instagram because my stories are lit as hell. Um, so just follow me on Instagram at jamardiggs. And if they are interested in like learning a little bit more about how to apply YouTube strategies to their business, I do have like a shop. Okay. Um, and um, just go to shop.jamardiggs.com and shop till you drop. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Okay. Well, Jamar, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Uh, and uh, as always, if you are listening and interested in, make sure to A, subscribe, and then B, uh, check out Instagram at Taking a Breath Podcast. We'll have clips from this episode and every episode every week. So definitely want to uh, have you guys check that out. And if you're interested in any of those things that Jamar just mentioned, I'll have them actually linked in the description as well. So if he mentioned it, it's a link there and you can actually go click directly to visit his site. So thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you again next week for another episode. Thanks for listening to the Taking a Breath podcast with Parker Mays. 